Hey everyone, we are back. This is Sherry Purdy. And this is Miriam Lake. And you are listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. We are so happy to have you guys with us today on the podcast. We've got a great uh, great topic today, Miriam. We have Mary Stephens Meyer in the house, ready to talk about the COVID-15. Ugh. And if I say that, you guys probably think, what is that? But Mary's a, a dietitian, and she's um, here to talk to us about what happened during this pandemic beyond all of those other things with like gaining weight and the emotions that come with it and how did we, you know, what changed our lifestyles to create more weight on everyone? Yeah. And did we do our workouts or did we not do our workouts? A lot of the gyms were closed, but how many of us were motivated enough to maybe try to work out on our own? And then if that didn't go well, then... Did we try cooking at home or did we do more takeout, carry out to help the small businesses? I did it all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, welcome, Mary. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I still made it through the door despite <laughs> the quarantine weight gain that I do think a lot of us have put on a little extra weight because of all the above. The mm-hmm. You know, the extra food that we purchased, not knowing when we could go to the stores again. People stockpiled food and not always the best food. They bought what was, you know, had a long shelf life. And then, yeah, activity changed when the weather wasn't so great in March and gyms closed. And then a lot of stress. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we know stress and eating tend to go hand in hand. So you have to give yourself a break if you did gain that weight. And we have to start looking at an action plan. You know, the weather did not help when this COVID pandemic started. It actually got worse out, it almost seemed. So people wanted to move less with the less sunlight, affects your emotions. Um, And you mentioned a, a key thing I think a lot of people did was the going out and buying tons of stuff to stock. Uh, in their freezers and their fridges because they just didn't know if they'd be out the next time they'd go to the grocery store. So um, how do you think that affects people's weight gain? There's been research over the years that anytime you buy in larger quantities and larger portions, you eat more. You know, they know that the, the super size, the family size, the better bargains, it does disappear faster because it's that comfort. Oh, I got plenty of this. I can eat more. So we anticipate that has affected people's weight. I mean, I do work a lot in diabetes education, and I know from interacting with patients in telehealth and um, other venues that their blood sugars are high. We've had some new diagnosis at some of the highest levels I've seen in my long career of blood sugars. Wow. Now with that, did weight gain go along with that? Or did you see weight gain plus High glucose Well, levels? so this is a scary thing. When the sugar starts to get really high, your blood sugar starts to get pretty high, you do have, you know, some unexplained weight loss. So that was happening. So that should always be a red flag. Why was I losing weight when I've been eating? And, mm-hmm. and so they actually had experienced some unexplained weight loss because, I mean, we had four-digit blood sugars. Oh, wow. So that's pretty high. And they were still walking? And Well, <laughs> unfortunately, they did end up, the, you know, the, the highest one I saw did end up hospitalized. So that's... Yeah. The, you know, where we want people to really keep thinking about how to get on top of this again, you know, change some of these habits so that doesn't happen. Yeah, that is scary. That is. I think a lot of times when you're sitting there Netflixing everything and watching all these shows, you don't even realize how much food you actually are consuming. So do you, is there any research on there are out there like how much more in calories people consume during this time? I haven't seen that research yet. You know, I'm sure a lot of the, you know, the centers that are doing research, you know, everyone's been kind of on hold right now with Mm -hmm. interacting with people and having, 
you know, um, any type of group meeting. And, and so I haven't seen that research yet. You know, some of the fitness trackers are publishing, though, their data because, you know, it's being mm-hmm. tracked on apps that they definitely are seeing trends and, you know, less um, activity, less movement, <laughs> less movement, um, a little more sleep or a lot more sleep, which could be good and could be bad if we're sleeping yeah. more and eating more and yeah, I mean, moving less. Not only are you binging on food, you're binging on Netflix, and you're not moving a exactly. darn bit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and even you know, again, the stay-at-home offices, the the more virtual world that we've gone to is all about less movement. So, mm-hmm. I know. And so, how do you think you know coming out of this pandemic slowly, uh, very cautiously, but people are starting to move more and be more involved? How do you think? How do you think that will change? wait I mean okay people may say okay you know what you can stay home now because we can do your job from home during this time or we can zoom now and so um, I've heard there's a lot of employers out there that will be are thinking about just having their staff stay at home how do you think that will affect their weight gain well I think you know everyone will have to look at a new normal Mm -hmm. and how do we change those activities and how do we add extra activities in and I I happen to be you know a fitness band wearer for many many years so I I know what I usually would expend doing my typical job and it probably was at least five or six thousand steps a day so we all have to look at how do you find those other activities whether it means you know adding a longer workout time extra walks extra sessions to make up for that otherwise we are going to continue to experience negative health outcomes because of this continued weight gain that people are experiencing. Definitely. I think if you could give some people advice as far as how to start losing the COVID-15, how, what would be the first thing you'd recommend to them? Well, I think at first, you know, it's always that awareness. You know, we have to stop and think a little bit about what we're doing. And, and, and I think the mindless eating was happening and people, you know, have to forgive themselves because they just needed to get through this. We needed to cope. We needed to cope with all that was around us. But it's time to start becoming more aware, you know, again, and really be thinking about why is it you're eating? Does it have anything to do with hunger? And then all those little action steps that we've done over the years when we've talked to people about that mindless eating. You know, I, I thought about, you know, again, we were eating for a couple of reasons that aren't hunger. And you guys want to take a guess what probably people are eating for? You know, what emotions? Uh, stress, stress. stress. <laughs> anxiety, yeah, sadness, sadness. Maybe? I, you know, I think there's, you know, they, that they, they people will verbalize that. You know, they're either sad about the loss of, you know, human interaction, you know, job changes. You know, there's sadness there, and then there's just anger too that you know they can't uh-huh. do much about certain things at this time. So, you know, first recognizing is that the emotion that you're having? Are you really sad or are you hungry? And if you're sad. Food isn't going to fix it. You know, it's mm-hmm. only going to make it worse. And so what could be, you know, some other changes? I, You know, if you think about the SAD, yes, it's an emotion, but it's also three letters of a quick acronym, you know, SAD. You know, if you're SAD, you know, is there a substitute you can do? Is there something you can start thinking about doing instead of eating? And I, and I know both of you have given, you know, lots of tips. That the first thing we're going to think about, well, could we go do some activity? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you... you you mentioned something about mindless eating, and I think that's not often enough. Is that even, it's not talked about enough. Right. Um, because I think a lot of Americans, a lot of people do mindless eating. In fact, I can think of a time just recently, about four weeks ago, I was with Miriam working um, at the clinic, and I ate my lunch, and I <laughs> was doing something while I was eating my lunch. It was, it was a smart one's meal, and I remember eating it, 
and then an hour later, I could not remember if I ate my lunch. She goes, yeah. did I eat my lunch? And I'm like, I think so. Yeah. She had to go look in the garbage to yeah. see if her tray was in there. <laughs> and I think people will appreciate that fitness professionals and nutrition professionals, the struggle is real for them too. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they're not alone. We exactly. all are struggling with this. So again, can we substitute that behavior? You know, do we need to be eating when we really don't even feel hunger? And then you know, it goes back to that mindless, you know, so S could be, you know, your substitute. And then A is accountability. And this is what I'm really finding with a lot of the telehealth visits we're doing now. People really do um, acknowledge and admit that that really does help. You know, this is where, again, the tracking your food or logging your food, whether it's using an app or even a journal, just to become aware of what you're eating is usually pretty powerful to be start to become aware of things you can change. You know, one of the things I think about accountability is another example with working just with Miriam during this time, because we were staffed real low. It was just basically Miriam and I in the back hallway. Um, And how often we said to each other, because we teach fitness classes, how often we said to each other, man, I need to go back to teaching classes because my classes held me accountable to work harder. Exactly. You know, exactly. We're doing our own thing, but it wasn't near as what we, we were yeah. used to. Yeah. And yeah. It's easy to do two of something instead of 10 of something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nobody's watching. Yeah, nobody's nobody's watching. Yeah. And it's the accountability of, okay, I have someone that's holding me accountable and I'm holding them accountable. And, you know, I think about those Apple watches or those smart watches mm-hmm. and how you can become friends with someone and see their workout. I think that has inspired a lot of people who join friendships watching them work out. Okay, now I got to get up off my butt to go work out because my friend Alice did that, you know, so. Well, and I think too for accountability is this this COVID crisis that the country's in. It's not going away anytime soon. And we got to jump over that hurdle and okay, we got to get out of this rut and get back back to business. We got to get back to taking care of ourselves, getting back to healthy eating habits and getting our exercise in and, and changing some things. And it all has to happen at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then our, our, my final suggestion for the sad eating, you know, is with the S we had the, um, substitute and then the accountability or the logging and then the D for um, sad is, you know, think about dividing some of these foods. We do know that that portion control can help. What other people are saying is they're not going to throw anything away. You know, we're all concerned about cost of food, availability, frequency of the store. But, you know, anytime you can take and take a big bag of something and put it in smaller bags or smaller containers or portioning things so you're just more aware of how much you're eating, it really helps. And this is something kids can get involved with too. They can help you, you know, pre-measure whether it's something like chips or even something like fruit. It's easy to go through a pound of grapes and not even realize what you ate. And all those things do add up. Mm -hmm. I I think people, I mean, fruit's wonderful, but it's expensive Mm -hmm. on top of, uh, it does have sugars in it. Mm -hmm. So if you ate a pound of grapes, that is a lot of calories actually, you know? So although it's healthy for you on the vitamin side of it, you still do have to say to yourself, well, how many calories did, if I ate the pound of grapes, how many calories was that? You know, cause I think a lot of people think fruit, I can eat as much as I want. And then you kind of forget about the fruit being calories. And you, you think about the actual saturated fats and the sugars, right? Or if you ate all that fruit and then you decide you have a, a ice cream sundae after that, then that's yeah <laughs> even more sugar on top of the sugar. 
but the fruit was natural sugar. <laughs> yeah, that what? So, so we just need to, you know, again, take action, find some new messages in our head that are positive and that you can do this and start thinking about things more. And instead of going for the food and going to eat, you know, what are some other alternatives that people can do without making it super complicated? This is not a time to start a super complicated, you know, expensive program that, you know, are, is only going to add more stress to people's day. But if we just stop and think about some of those simple things, they really do help. You know, you um, mentioned, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. What would you recommend for people who, you know, with unemployment right now and people just don't have extra money um, just sitting there? I mean, fruit and vegetables are very expensive. What are some other alternative foods that people could purchase that are not as expensive, but yet healthy and mm-hmm. caloric friendly. Yeah. So, you know, again, this is where learning something new, going and looking for some new recipes, some new ideas, and something as simple as popcorn. You can't even find whole kernel popcorn. You know, the old-fashioned popcorn mm-hmm. in some stores anymore. Everything is instant and microwave and already made. But if you go back and buy just that bag of kernels, and you can make that without a special gadget and about a, out a, you know, know, a special appliance. And I'm sure online, if you Google it, you can find a way, you know, that would be one of those finger foods that isn't going to add up as fast as some of those other higher calorie snack chips and and some of the baking that people have gotten into, because that's where then it's really hard. And it does appear just the national news stories, Mm -hmm. people have turned to, you know, a lot of of home baking, and that's very hard to stay Mm -hmm. away from. I had heard, um, was it peanut butter is one of the top 10 items that's been sold during this pandemic, which makes total sense. Right. You know, it's yummy. People, it is healthy. It's a long shelf it's a, life. It's a long yeah. shelf life. So I could see peanut butter yeah. being. And plus but it's, it's good also, for baking. Yeah, yeah, it's great for baking. <laughs> yeah. But I could also see in it being an issue with adding pounds as well yeah. if you had too much. Well, the farmer's markets too are now starting to open. So that's, I mean, that's going to be cheaper than getting your groceries at the store. And so if you still good. have, you know, some spots in your yard or your garden we could all become better gardeners, you know, that you can grow, you know, lettuce and greens and, you know, spinach in a pot that you have flowers in. So don't overlook that opportunity mm-hmm. to do to try to make something in your own yard, because that's what we're really fortunate that we do have quite a bit of real estate in most of our, you know, our neighborhoods to use for, for gardening. And I am seeing more gardens pop up, it seems like in my neighborhood that weren't there before. So yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. it you is. Know, and it definitely there. is going to taste better. And that's another thing you can get kids involved with to learn that whole process and grow food. You know, if you can still get a hold of some tomato plants, you know, there's a lot of things there you can watch all summer and learn about too. And mm-hmm. it's little homeschooling lesson that you can add <laughs> and and then with you know the vegetables the fresh stuff is going to be you know expensive and it's hard to keep but you know there's still some frozen options that are good to keep in the freezer and if it's trying them a new way too like you know I, I know a lot of people will say I hate kale but when you know you try to turn it into roasted kale it's a whole different vegetable and mm-hmm. those things aren't that expensive and that's another thing that grows really well in Iowa is kale. Mm-hmm. So be You'd mentioned the acronym SAD. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you'd highly recommend to the people, our podcasters listening, before we have to wrap up here on, um, you know, time of day you eat or yeah. starting yeah. your day yeah. with a breakfast? Is there anything else you'd recommend? Well, I think, you know, the um, I, I said SAD, and then if you're just plain mad, to know that anger, too, leads to a lot of problem eating. And that's just another three-letter word we just got to really keep thinking, too, is... 
you know, how can we, again, keep measuring some of those foods? Because it's only going to make you more angry if you say, I'm not going to eat it, or if you're not going to eat your chocolate. And then, again, these are some things we should just avoid. You look at the A and MAD, too. Because, you know, if there's some foods you know you're going through too fast, I don't believe in never eating them, but maybe you should never buy them. You know, wait till you're offered them when you're out someplace or... Um, if, if you're picking up a meal to go, but the foods that you're going through really fast, I, I have a lot of people just say, I just feel the best goal for me would be to just avoid buying these things. That's yeah. what I do with uh, double stuffed Oreo cookies. I love them, mm-hmm. but I just don't have them in my house. My parents have them, but they live two and a half hours away. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, the, and then delaying, you know, the D and mad could be delay that if we could push stuff back too, and at least not get started quite so early in the day, because often if that chocolate starts early, you know, it just seems like, okay, this day's ruined. It's just try to delay things and maybe even pick a, a, a more of a, a schedule for yourself, you know, whether it's chocolate, whether it's cocktails, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. desserts, just to try to minimize that so it, it doesn't end up you know, becoming excessive because it's going on all day long. Well, and they're forgotten calories too often. You know, if you start early enough in the day with either any kind of beverage or Or any kind of chocolate or or whatever, you kind of forget about those by the end of the day. Oh, I don't think I ate too much today. Well, you could have, but we forgot about it. And that's where maybe the accountability or the logging, some things again, will just help with that awareness. And just, you know, the final thoughts, you know, it's you, you may have gained some weight during this pandemic. We got through it. Absolutely. Exactly. We can get that weight off. Yep. Definitely. And it never seems to come off as fast as it went on. And that's just set your goals that Mm -hmm. it'll seem to take a little time that, you know, it will come off. But we got through it and we did what we needed to to get through it. And the weather's too nice now not to move. So get outside and move and you'll feel better all around. Right. So, well, those were some fantastic um, examples and uh, thoughts on the COVID-15. We really appreciate you coming, Mary. Uh, Hopefully you'll come back so our podcasters can listen to some things from you more in the future. Uh, For you guys who are listening, don't forget that we love feedback. We want to hear from you. Um, Today's episode, you can talk to us about that or any episodes that we've had in the past. You can email us at podcast at mercyhealth.com or fill out the form on mercyone.org slash podcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for coming and everyone take care and get out and get moving. And as always, live your best life.